Thank you, Bells. Church of the Warm Heart, good morning. Great to have you on this chilly November day. My name is Michael Beneshek. I'm one of your Warm Heart pastors. It's a joy to see each and every one of you here in worship this morning. If this is your first time here, or relatively first time, uh, we do have a welcome bag for you. We want to say hello, welcome to you, and give you a gift and some information about what we do here at uh, Meridian United Methodist Church. Uh, find Lisa, or Lisa will find you, uh, to, 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 to say hello and welcome you properly. If you're joining us online, hello, blessed are you, uh, and blessed are we that, uh, that we get to worship together uh, through, this, through this new medium of internet. Wherever you may be worshiping, blessings to you. I know we got people worshiping with us from Oregon today, from Florida, uh, I think the East Coast, Dakotas, Kansas, um, all over the place, but someone else who's probably watching online is our own Debbie Jones. Where's Debbie, I hear you ask? So Debbie is our Minister of Worship Arts, our choir director. Thank you, Trina, for taking over today. Uh, she, is, she is a brand new grandma. In the last 24 hours, Daisy Jean was born. So uh, thank you, Debbie. Uh, Debbie's like, I need to be at church. I'm like, baby needs you. Baby. Or the kids need you, or the parents need you. Someone else needs you. Uh, so uh, we, we just give, you know, babies come when babies come, and that's just the way it is, isn't it? Uh, when our oldest was born, Christian, we did not do the math when we decided to have a baby. And uh, uh, Stephanie got pregnant in March and like, oh, that's great. Your due date is Christmas Eve. So, so, uh, so she goes in December 20, 21st, the baby's coming on a Sunday, the Sunday before Christmas. And I said, all right, I'll be there right after worship. <laughs> And I figured out real fast that was the wrong answer. So on our way to the hospital, I, 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 we snuck into church, and, and I put my sermon on the podium. This is before text messaging and all that, so we had to put a note, please read for the service. And uh, Christian was born. It was all great. And later on, I got a hold of uh, our music director and said, how'd service go? Did you read the sermon? She goes, we didn't read the sermon. Like, it's your sermon. But it was the best Sunday we've ever had. Like, ah. Oh. <laughs> All right, I, I, I see where we rank. Well, I'm going to pass it off now before I get in more trouble. Uh, Faye is our worship leader. And Faye, do you have any announcements for the good folk here today? I do, and hopefully it won't be anything in trouble. Good morning, everyone. Oh, it's wonderful to see your smiling faces. Wonderful. We've had a wonderful Thanksgiving week. This is Christ the King Sunday, so we welcome you. We start the Christian year with Advent, which begins next Sunday, where Jesus is just the twinkle in God's eye. You were just talking about that, sort of. Yeah. Only different. Well, Jesus... <laughs> I always feel bad for the people whose birthdays are like right around Christmas, and, then, and one day my kid says, isn't it it's sad that Jesus' birthday is on Christmas? I'm like... That one doesn't quite count, but yeah, you get the idea. (laughs) But a full year later than Christmas, we proclaim him as king of our lives. You will find that motive today in our hymns and scripture. Our Advent studies begins tomorrow night. There are four lessons on Monday nights beginning at 6.30 p.m. here in the sanctuary. 
and we will be discussing the study book, An Unlikely Event, Extraordinary People of the Christmas Story. It's this little book, and it's available in the office, and a suggested uh, donation of $14 for that book. But everyone would be welcome. Just get a hold of the office and get signed up, either with Pastor Mike or Pastor Jan. This Wednesday kicks off our Advent activities on Wednesday night. This Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. here in the sanctuary, we will have our annual Hanging of the Greens event. It is a service and celebration where we come together and help decorate, sing, and learn about our holiday and have Christmas snacks and hot chocolate. That sounds pretty good. You might have noticed a few trees and boxes in the back as we get ready, and we hope that you will all join in as well. Check out the bulletin boards, newsletters, website, or even more activities and events going on at the Church of the Warm Heart. Recently, we celebrated our annual bazaar here and the beginning of our harvest season, or I guess I should say the end of our harvest season. Growing up, that was always my favorite time of year. And um, I grew up a farm girl, and um, that is my heritage, which I'm happy and proud of. I grew up on my grandfather's homestead, which my dad and mom and us four kids worked on on the land. All the farmers had small dairies at that time, and um, my dad had milking shorthorn which he would let out in the fields after the crops and that. Um, And I know that a lot of you who are raised on farms, too, are picturing that. But we raised grains, barley, oats, wheat, and that was harvested much earlier, of course. And then there were beans, usually pinto, sometimes great northern beans. Potatoes, you had to have potatoes in Idaho. Clover seed, the last cutting of alfalfa was in, and then there was the beets harvest. And as I said before, Dad would let out the cattle to enjoy the remains of those crops on the field, as we hope nothing went wasted. But it was also hunting season at that time of year, and pheasant season, southern Idaho and Filer was rich with pheasants. The land was, and um, they were well fed. And they would come, hunters would come from everywhere. Sometimes they were real brazen and would even park in our yard to walk out. Some of the farmers had no trespassing. Some had um, no hunting without permission. But my dad had the perfect sign. It said, you may walk my fields for free, but the bull charges. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Faye. With that, let's greet those around us in Christian love and then remain standing for the hymns.
remain standing as we join together in our affirmation of faith. The word should be on the screen. This is the good news which we have received, in which we stand, and by which we are saved. Christ died for our sins, was buried, was raised on the third day, and appeared first to the women, then to Peter and the twelve, and then to many faithful witnesses. We believe Jesus is the Christ, the Anointed One of God, the firstborn of all creation, the firstborn from the dead, in whom all things hold together, in whom the fullness of God was pleased to dwell by the power of the Spirit. Christ is the head of the body, the church, and by the blood of the cross reconciles all things to God. Amen. You may be seated. Unless you're a kiddo, like, you know, fifth grade on down, this is, this is your time in worship, and I invite you to come on up. Have a seat, have a seat. Cool green shoes. Minecraft shoes. Pants. Good to see you. I like the dinosaur sweater. That's pretty cool. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. How are you guys? Doing good? Did you eat too much? Did you have a good Thanksgiving? Maybe. Did y'all eat too much? Yeah. Could you eat again? Yeah, that's the way it is. <laughs> good to see you. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Today's scripture in Big People Church is enter his gates with thanksgiving in your heart. Do you know what gates are? Any idea? Have you seen a gate before? Maybe? You've seen a gate? Where have you seen a gate? By your house there's a gate? Oh, opens to a backyard, so there's a fence, and then there's a gate? What's, what is a gate used for? Is it, is it to keep things, things out or things in? Things out, yeah. Or things in, depending on... If you grew up on a farm, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is a gate that, uh, that I remember. Yeah, we had a farm gate out there. Kept the cattle in and, uh, and all that. Uh, there's other gates out there, some, some famous gates. Uh, a lot of cities in the olden days had gates. They would have a wall around the city to protect the folk inside, but you had to go through the gates... So here's one. Let's see. I can't remember what's next. Ooh, the Brandenburg Gate. Anyone ever been to the Brandenburg Gate in Berlin? Yeah. The gate as you go on into Berlin. Arc de Triomphe. Uh, Napoleon made that. That was the gate into the city back in the day to celebrate all his victories. <gasps> Golden Gate. It's a bridge. It's not really a gate. But in between those little two land masses, uh, the land over there and land over there, to get to the gold fields, you had to go through this area, uh, to, through the Golden Gate, uh, to, get to, to get to California back in the day. Let's see. Oh, Bill Gates. Got to say Bill Gates. <laughs> Not really a gate, but, you know, it's, it's what came to mind when we were coming up with this at 11 o'clock last night. Yeah. Ooh, Jerusalem. Uh, in the Holy Land. They had gates as well. 
this is the Golden Gate. This is on the eastern side of Jerusalem. Uh, they think this is the gate that Jesus went into when, uh, when he came in during the Palm Sunday, during the triumphal entry. This was how you got into the city. But uh, look at it. Is it open? No. What is it? It's all, it's all kind of walled up, isn't it? They walled it up about a thousand years ago, and no one has been through that thing since. Um, a lot of people think that uh, when, when Jesus comes back, that uh, he'll be going through those gates. And so that's uh, kind of an important thing here in, in Jerusalem. But those are some of the gates. Oh, oh, one more. The pearly gates. Heavenly gates. The gates to heaven. Yeah. Are those gates open or are they closed? They're open. They're open for you. And they're open for you. They're open for me and they're open for all of you. Jesus opened up the gates of heaven for all of us. And uh, sometimes you need passwords to get into places. To get, to get into heaven, the only password is Jesus is king. Or something like that. Jesus is in my heart. Somehow Jesus is in there and the gates of heaven open up. So uh, heaven is open for us. It's not locked. It's not a gated community. But it's something for all of us. That's pretty cool. Can you pray with me today? Heavenly Father, we give thanks for these little ones that as they grow in godliness and in love, we just ask your blessings upon them, upon their families, upon their church community, upon their schools. In all the places they walk, may they, may they be surrounded by people who love and care for them as they learn about Christ. In your son's name we pray. Amen. Thanks for coming down today.
morning, church. I'm Pastor Jen. This is a time of our service where we prepare our hearts and our minds to receive the message this morning. This is also the time that we share any prayer requests or concerns that we may have on our hearts with one another. If you have a prayer request or a concern that you would like to share, please feel free to share that aloud. I will then lead us in our pastoral prayer and then the Lord's Prayer, which the words will be on the screen. Let's pray. Gracious God, we come to you with open hands and open hearts. We come to you in gratitude for the abundance and beauty of your creation. God, you are so, so good. We are thankful for our church our friends and our family, our homes and our community. Lord, we give thanks for this great nation and for our leaders. Lord, in all things, we give thanks and worship you. We give thanks because of your good and loving nature, for you are the source of life. You are the source of love. Lord God, you bring sense of calm and peace to our world. During the good times and during times of struggle, we ask we ask that we may be aware of your presence so that we may lean in and listen. And Lord, help us to respond to your call, for we are your people. Teach us, Lord, to gain a new perspective when we need to gain a new perspective and help us to reframe and to gain gain a sight and a purpose that is rooted in compassion for ourselves and others so that we may live a life that is full of gratitude. And Lord, today we come together and worship and pray as your people. We pray the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now please stand if you are willing and able for our hymn, Come Ye Thankful, um, page 694 in your hymnals, and the words are on the screen.
Our scripture reading today is from the Old Testament, a song to God, Psalm 100. Shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. May God add the blessing of his word for his people. Amen. Thank you, Faye. So I remember getting ready for church when I was a kid. It was a big to-do. There were four of us. We had one bathroom. So we had to figure out how to make all this, all this work. And what do you bring? What do you bring to church? And, and, and uh, of course, back in the day, we had to put on our Sunday best. That's right. Got to grab my Bible. Got to grab my pen and paper. My mom and dad said to take notes during the sermon. Sure, notes. Doodling, practice my signature, that kind of thing. I was a kid, right? Uh, the pastor was a preaching, preaching. We were, we were sitting in the wood pews. We had wood pews, not these nice comfy things over here. Uh, wood, anyone else grow up with wood pews? Yeah. Mm. yeah. And the sanctuary clock was right behind the pastor, right behind the pastor. And you'd, would, when you're a kid, time moves so slow. And, and that's, that's kind of what it was, right? The clock wasn't where the pastor could see it, so they just keep preaching away, oblivious when to wrap it up, <clears throat> totally unaware that the Lutherans were going to get out first and beat us to the diner. <laughs> what to bring to church when my own kids started coming to church? What to bring? Oh, times change a little, right? Just look nice. Just look clean, right? Just comb your hair just once this week. Just, just do it for church. You know, bring a toy, bring a, t- a doodad, something to, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, and our clock is now in the back, so no one else can see it except for me, and they got the, t- if you look, take a look right there right now, they got the time right now so I know how much time I got. <laughs> They're thinking up there, right? We're, we're on internet time. Everyone say thank you, Jacob. Thank you. Yeah. People bring all sorts of things to church, don't they? Some bring snacks. I've seen snacks. Candy, the the wrappers that make a lot of noise. I've been. Uh, Toys, I've seen toys. That's fine. Uh, I've seen people, uh, I've been doing this only 26 years. I've seen people read books during during service. I I brought my dad. I'm not going to listen. I'm just, balance their checkbook, if you remember how to do that back in the day. Uh, I've seen people jump online, all sorts of things. I remember my first church I was appointed at, we had one lady who would clip her fingernails in the back, and you would hear the little click, 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 
and we have to go dust buster in the back after service. What else do you bring? God bless you all. Some of you bring your Bibles. Thank you. Some of you are in your Sunday best, and uh, some of you bring a mid-sermon snack. That's fine. Uh, There are some things everyone should bring to church, and we find it in the Psalms. What are the Psalms, I hear you ask? Well, many are ascribed to David, who lived around 1000 BC, so 3000 years ago. But the whole book of Psalms, uh, it's, it's the song book for the people of Israel. The tunes are lost to history. We don't know the tunes, but we have the words. But they were written from the time of Moses, uh, about 1400 BC. And many of them were written through the hundreds of years later, all the way to the exile, 600 BC-ish. I'm doing round numbers here. So about 900 years of, of songwriting goes into the Psalms. And it wasn't until about the 200 BCs that the temple staff, the people in charge of the temple, thought, you know what, we should probably write these down. We should put, we should put them in some, some book, some form of order. So it, it really wasn't until the 200s that the book of Psalms even came to be. Uh, they didn't have numbers, they didn't have names, just a collection of, of lyrics. David, he did not write Psalm 23. Didn't do it. He wrote, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. But there was no number ascribed to the thing. It wasn't until 800 years later, again in the 200s, that they finally put these things together. And Psalm 20, it, hey, it's on page 23. Let's call this Psalm 23. I'm oversimplifying, but that's the general idea. Now, they tried to put some of these in some form of order. Uh, Psalms that kind of sound alike or have the same motifs, the same themes, they go together. Um, So that's that's what they're working on. We're going to work, well, Psalm 93 to 100 are the Psalms of thanksgiving and praise. The book of Psalms is just a book of hymns and praises that they sang during worship. Their tunes are lost. But they are also, the, the lyrics are just wonderful guides to life, to the life of faith. So this morning, we're going to take a quick look. I see the time. We're going to take a quick look at Psalm 100. It only has five verses, but there's a lot to unpack. So if you brought your Bibles, or if you got the Pew Bible here today, I know I usually never ask for this, but grab your Bibles. There's, there might be a Bible in front of you. If it's a hymnal, it's not the same. Uh, you have to look on your neighbor. Where do you find Psalms? Right smack dab middle, so split your Bible somewhere in the middle, and you will find the Psalms. Psalm 100, if you're curious where that's at, it's after Psalm 99, and before Psalm 101, it's on page 552 in your pew Bible. It's short today. Psalm 100 is a psalm that describes what worship should be like when we finally get our own nation. It was written at a time when other people kind of controlled the country and their worship was dictated by, by emperors far, far away. So wouldn't it be great to have worship on our own when Yahweh is in charge of worship? Yahweh is the Jewish name for God, uh, Yahweh. 
uh, or for us Christians, when Christ comes into his own. This is what worship looks like. What do you bring to church? First thing, bring the right spirit. Bring the right spirit. It says shout for joy. Is that what your Bible says? Shout for joy. Let me hear a shout for joy. Let me hear you get you get what you want for Christmas. Should give me a, give me a shout for joy if you got what you wanted for Christmas. Give me a shout for joy if if you got the right parking you got you got a parking spot right out here. Give me a shout for joy if your mortgage got paid off. There you go. That's the joy we're looking for. Right there. It says shout for joy. That's what you bring into this place. You bring your joy. It doesn't say shout with bitterness. It doesn't say shout with your, with your resentments. They're in my seat, pastor. I've had that before. Not here. I've had it, but I've had it before. When you show up to church and they're sitting in your spot. Pastor, it's too hot. Pastor, it's too cold. Pastor, it's, it's kind of fun. When you walk down the aisle, you get, you get, the, you get the tap, 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 tap. I'm not making fun of anyone, but, but it's in the, same, in the same 30 seconds you get, Pastor, it's too cold. Pastor, Pastor, my father passed away. Father, like, one of these things is not like the other, right? Um, bring your joy. Let's break down what kind of joy. When all these things are put together, we can see that the psalmist is calling on the people to raise an anthem of praise. Another line that you see in there is service. Now, that Bible might not say service, but it does say worship the Lord, right? Worship the Lord with what? Gladness. King James says it differently. Serve the Lord with gladness. Worshiping and serving are the same. We're not just to sit around, but, but serve. We are not a people who come to church, but we are a church that gathers once a week. And we're out there loving and serving and doing all sorts of things for the Lord. Gladness. Um, the Hebrew word is, is actually with mirth. Is, is if you wanted to go King James, with mirth. We don't use that word much in our modern times. But it means like a gladness or a gaiety with laughter. With mirth, with, with laughter. Serve the Lord with laughter. Oh, we need some laughter in our world today, don't we? Yeah. We are to be so filled with love for him that regardless of what God asks us to do, that we are just tickled to death to do it. <laughs> some may not like it, but I try to put a little mirth in my sermons. And the psalm continues that we should also have a singing spirit. Is the word is singing in there? In your Bible? It's in my Bible. We are, we are told to, to approach the Lord our God with singing. A ringing cry, a shout for joy, that's, that's singing. Think of the places we sing nowadays. Not too many, is it? Not a whole lot. If church and the shower are the only place you sing, you got to branch out a little bit. <laughs> Sing in the car with kids, even if they don't like it. Sing in the car with kids. Whistle while you're out walking. Whistle while, whistle while you, yeah. 
Shout for joy, serve each other, and sing. Those are good spirits to have. Bring that to church. What else do we bring? As I read Psalm 100, we're also to bring the right submission. The right submission. Excuse me? (laughs) Know that the Lord is God. Which is a nice way of, by extension, we are not. (laughs) Friend, you haven't nailed down this morning who your God is. Is your God the God that we find in Scripture? Is your God the God of love that we find in the life of Christ? Is your God the God of, of, of the Spirit out there working today to make forgiveness and reconciliation happen? How do you know what your God is? Well, it's what you give most of your time, your attention, your money to. That's your God. Have we made the right distinction and acknowledge God Almighty as the God of our life. He made us. We are his. Now, I know. I know when you were born, somehow your parents were somehow involved. But you see, God took the clay. That was us and formed a new creature by his power. Regardless of what we are this morning, we are here by the power of God. We are the sheep of his pasture. Does your Bible say sheep? We are the sheep of his pasture. That just reminds us that we belong to him. We're in his gate. We're in his field. Our Lord looks after us with infinite care. So this morning I want to ask, are you one of God's sheep? Let me hear you if you were one of God's sheep. Very, very nice. Very, very nice. I, did he- I did hear a goat. There is a goat somewhere out here. Bring the right spirit, bring the right submission, and the third thing, bring the right sacrifice. Bring the right sacrifice. In the tabernacle, in the temple days, the priest had better not enter the presence of the Lord without the right sacrifice. Hebrews 9 explains it. When everything had been arranged, the priest entered into the outer room to carry on their ministry... But only the high priest ever entered the most holy place, and only once a year. And he always offered blood for his own sins and for the sins of the people who committed, had committed in ignorance. There was one time a year in the back of the church, somewhere behind the temple, uh, behind, the, behind the tabernacle here, behind the, uh, the altar, there was a special room with, 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 uh, the, uh, with the drapes. And only once a year uh, would they go in would the high priest go in and offer a blood sacrifice, the Day of Atonement, once a year? And they would offer up the blood. Now, at, at, at Easter time, when Jesus was hanging on the cross, you might heard the story that, that the, 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 the drapes of the temple were torn in two, meaning like God's out. God got out of the gate. You can't put God in a box. God's out there. Friends, we don't have to offer up a blood sacrifice this morning. Thank God. Jesus Christ has taken, taken care of that for, for us forever. Uh, Hebrews goes on to say that Christ is our sacrifice this morning. How much more then will the blood of Christ, through the eternal spirit, offered him? Cleanse our conscience from acts that lead to death so that we might serve the living God. And yet we still come into this church with our sacrifice. 
could be money, could be your tithes, could be your offerings, could be your presence, could be your witness, could be your prayers. We bring stuff. But there's only one sacrifice the Lord expects every saint to bring to church when we come. And it's in the last two verses of Psalm 100. Enter his gates with what? Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving and praise. This is what God wants. Do you have to wear your Sunday best? No. It's nice. It's appreciated. Not required. Do I have to come with sacrifices of tithes and offerings? It's nice. It's not required. Don't tell the finance team I said that. Just enter his gates with thanksgiving. Just come. Come with everything that you are. Your joys, your sorrows, your accolades, your heartbreaks. Just come. You are loved. I've had folk tell me that they are here because they are not welcome in other places. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Not with judgment, not with condemnation, not with guilt, not with shame. Those stay out there. In case you're curious to know if this is the right church for you, or how to fit in, is this the place that where you can fit in? We're the church of the warm heart, so what does that mean? What are our rules? What are our regulations? We've made a little video to show you. feel uncomfortable in church, like you just don't belong, or you're not quite connecting? Well, you're not alone. There are many people who feel that way. That's why we've made this instructional video, to give you a few simple tips and pointers to show you how to fit in at almost any church. Hey, what's up? <laughs> First of all, Silence your cell phone in church. Don't smoke in church. Don't offer cigarettes to children in church. Don't bring a snake to church. If it's a snake handling church, they'll provide the necessary reptiles. Don't play an instrument in church. Unless you're a sanctioned member of the worship team. When you pray for someone in church, don't address the prayer to Anubis, Zeus, Gilgamesh, or any other pagan god. Don't practice jujitsu in church. Don't come to church straight from snorkeling. Don't do laundry in church. Don't breed ferrets in church. Don't advertise your business at church. At least not in an obvious way. Don't try to have anyone stoned in church. They don't really do that sort of thing anymore. Don't eat crab legs in church. Unless you brought enough for everyone. See that? That's wrong. 
Don't fact check the pastor's sermon on Wikipedia and then correct him in church. <laughs> Don't power clean in church. If you follow these basic steps, you really will start to fit in at almost any church. Again! Again! So you bring a right spirit, the right submission, the right sacrifice, and just bring thanksgiving. But there are days that I want to bring, I want to bring judgment. There are days that I want to bring hypocrisy. There are days I want to bring cattiness, or I just want to bring my own whiny spirit. Come with thanksgiving. If someone is in your seat, good I'm glad they're here. Take them out to lunch after the service. Why do we come with thanksgiving? For the Lord is good. And his love endures forever. And his faithfulness continues throughout all the generations. And the family of God said, Amen. As we come to the time of offertory, we give thanks to everyone who participates in the giving to our church. You make this place happen. Next Sunday, we have another Raise Right order due. A Raise Right is our, is our gift card program, fundraising program. And I just bring it up now because a lot of you might be getting ready for Christmas Eve or Christmas shopping and all that kind of stuff. Um, if you give gift cards to family and friends, take a look at this list. See if anything applies to you, any of the gifts that, uh, that you can give. I know some people are making orders for their Christmas uh, going on this, this, this holiday season. But your gifts make a difference to the life of this community, not only to this church, but to the nation and world as well. Thank you for your gifts, and thank you for the gift of music.
Please stand for the doxology and prayer. Jesus' name. Sunday. Next week begins Advent where we we decorate this church on Wednesday. So we have to also clear out some of our fall decorations. On your way out, you might notice piles of brown leaves. Take them home with you. They're outside trying to get rid of them. Uh, Use them for your own harvest decorations. Join us for coffee hour. It's right outside these doors to the left. You'll find it in the next building. Join us for a time of fellowship and a time of, of, of snack and refreshment. Uh, everyone's invited after, after the service. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. That as we celebrate Christ in our hearts, may Christ be our king. Amen. <laughs>